0: this is come on you reds the toronto fc podcast gareth wheeler alongside terry dunfield at wheeler tsn at terry underscore dunfield on this latest episode we'll talk about the comeback for all the wrong reasons in columbus look ahead to friday night's matchup against the philadelphia union in the city of brotherly love we will be giving you our high five world cup style and the Wheeler, Wayspin, and Dunfield dumpster all on top. What's going on, Terry? How's your week? It's been good. Mums in town. Mums in town. Yeah, mom's in town. Took her to the
1: Blue Jays last night. Did you? Yeah. They stink? They did stink. It was kind of a depressing crowd. And like in the seventh inning, everybody laughed. The big fella didn't play for the Yankees. Uh, the hot dogs Who, were on point. Who's the big to, fella?
0: Who's the big fella judge? Yeah, what's his first name? Alex, Aaron, <laughs> close enough. Aaron Judge. Hey Judge, hey Judge. <laughs> Not Judge Reinhold. That guy why, was the best. Calling out my Blue Jays J- knowledge. Judge Judy. <laughs> Could have thrown out any judge. Uh, nice. So you have, saw Grand Slam. So you have clean clothes, healthy I do. meals, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Does your mom take care of you when she comes into She's his making job? muscles tonight. Muscles. Yeah. Don't you have enough? <laughs> you don't know have enough. <laughs> Good. Well hello to Mrs. Dunfield. And she'll be listening to this podcast over the course of the week as well. Uh, we might as well dive right into it. There's no easy way to do it, but um to call Friday night's three three John Columbus disappointing would be an understatement. You're you're up three nil. 67th minute terry somehow some way you throw it away and you only come home with a point now generally in this league in any league an a way, draw against a very good team is a real really positive thing so it's not so much the the result that will bother and frustrate and drag you down it's the manner by which it played out yeah
1: i, I think beforehand columbus haven't lost in in seven they're Five straight clean sheets. This, they're probably one of the most in form teams in the league. But because of TFC's mentality, the fact that they want to go and win three points wherever they go, where they're in the league, I, I think a lot of clubs would say a point's probably not a bad result. But just the way the game played out and the position TFC's in right now, uh, they need three points. And, and being 3-0 up, you lose Jonathan Azorio, Uh it, it just turned into... A nightmare night, really, where where players um, get more, frus- more frustration and and, and I and I, I, I think that just
0: three awful goals to concede as well. Well, TFC was undermanned again. <laughs> this is a, this is of concern because as much as you want to keep players and hang them out to prevent future or long term injury. These players are missing week on week on week now so the numbers are adding up in terms of missed games an- another match where michael bradley's playing center back as, as as a makeshift you lose him in the midfield you would all canadian midfield with telfer osorio fraser and chapman um, it's just not a typical looking toronto fc team but with that being said if there was any time to go in columbus and think you can get something it's against that crew team having four games in 13 days and missing key players The goalkeeper zach stefan is great off on U.S. men's national team duty. Their captain, Will Trapp, out. Jonathan Mensah, their center back, out. Their two preferred wing players in the, in the front three in Santos and Martinez, one through injury, one through, through suspension, out. So this was a depleted Columbus crew team and from the get-go TFC were able to take advantage of them. Yeah,
1: as you said I I thought we were going to see a little bit because of the personnel missing for Columbus a disjointed start for Columbus and I I, I thought TFC were really going to start on the front foot but it didn't work that start that way. TFC had to absorb pressure for 15 16 minutes. I thought Hernandez who came into the team was excellent made some good clearances. His positioning was excellent and and TFC had to weather a storm, and I thought they did. And Columbus didn't really look like scoring, and, and then TFC really capitalized off a of Columbus mistake.
0: Right, um, all three goals I thought were very well worked. TFC by goals, FC. TFC goals, all of them really well worked. The one, two, three, intricate play, Vasquez, Juvinko, Telfer earning the penalty very good build up there and and that's why when you're playing an away game when you have an inexperienced largely central midfield you can hold back a little bit deeper and understand that you have enough in attack to get by so i'm fine with not being able to maintain possession at times as long as they provided that cutting edge and that's what they did every time they go against the run of play they'd be able to create something they look dangerous
1: yeah I, I like how you said that that sometimes you just need to sit back away from home absorb pressure yeah. and, and wait for opportunities to come your way the only thing that worried me about the star is i thought uh that Columbus were getting in behind Vasquez and Javinco a little bit too easily. They were playing out of the back uh, comfortably. I thought awful their fullback. Tucked inside, almost Man City style, and was picking up the ball and caused their attacks were starting from there. And um, I thought once the Jonathan Azorio injury happened, and hopefully he's going to be okay. You TFC, know, it sounds like it's just a contusion. He has been training this week. Yeah, so so hopefully it's not too bad. But TFC changed their shape, went to a three-five-two, and I thought they were able to get into Columbus's face and, and stop them playing out, and also they were more connected. But just going back to your other point, I think with Vasquez and Javinko up top, you. Know you're going to create get chances. They're going to create stuff, and that's what happened on the goal. They won it in midfield. Uh, the ball eventually finds its way to Javinko. Great underlap from Telfer. It almost looked as though the attack was going to peter out. Telfer comes inside. Nice little sort of inside pass from Javinko. Penalty, and it was interesting at that point who steps up: Javinko or Vasquez?
0: Yeah, and it was Victor Vasquez. Which right now, and Javinko said it last week. In the build up to this match, that he's thinking a little bit too much about his penalties, where he's gonna put them. And that can't happen. So until he gets his head around it, obviously he's your preferred set piece penalty taker. Until he gets his head back around it, then if, if you have a guy like Victor Vasquez that's more than capable of taking upon that role, you might as well give it to Victor for the time being, right? Like, I have yeah. no problem with that whatsoever.
1: You know when you, you say Chavinko's overthinking, or he said that, he it, said and, that, and yeah. I think
0: the overthinking
1: comes to, he definitely has a sweet spot. He loves to go to the keeper's right, a, a sort of drag it with his right foot into that bottom corner. And keepers know that he likes to go to that side. And and I think he's just overthinking it. Can I go to my spot or do I need to mix it up? And, and go to the other side. And in the end, maybe he's just overthinking it, as you said. But I think if Javinko wins the penalty, he still would have taken it yesterday. Uh, but as soon as Telfer won the penalty, Javinko didn't even move. Vasquez went and grabbed the ball. And with his one step penalty style, it's so difficult for keepers to, to guess or to shift to one side. And all of a sudden it's in the back
0: of the right. net. Right. It all started last year in that match for me with Javinko and penalties. Because it's not the case for free kicks. It's penalties. When he missed two going to the same side, like back to back, when he got to retake it. And then from that time, it just hasn't, he hasn't looked as confident standing over the ball. And he switched his side. He's been going to the right and not the left that he prefers to go to. Um, So you just wonder if he's a little bit in his own head. Yeah. Which is natural. I thought Jesse Gonzalez put him off even
1: more by. Uh, in the in the previous game against Dallas, where he dragged it out, made him think about it a little bit longer. And I've been there; it's a lonely spot sometimes when you're taking a penalty. Crazy thoughts go through your head. You're looking around the stadium. You're th- as used to, as we touched on earlier. You're overthinking where you're going to put it. Other than when you're confident and you're in the zone, you know where it's going, and you just smash it into that spot. So
0: one nothing uh, Toronto FC. Victor Vasquez steps up, makes a penalty easy as pie. And Toronto FC kept coming, 38th minute. They get that all-important second goal, and it's through the substitute toss-eight rickets. Yeah, beautiful
1: goal. Um,
0: really well worked again. And, and
1: it, was, it was almost a carberry copy of a move that happened just before that where Vasquez played a ball into Javinko in between the lines. Javinko dropped his shoulder and st- struck it for maybe 30 yards off of the post. Four minutes later, it's Vanderweel who plays a wonderful ball, in between the lines, picks out Javinko, lays it off to Vasquez, and and you're thinking Vasquez has just scored. Maybe he's going to try to create half a yard for himself and shoot. Instead, he again picks the right option. And, and what makes Vasquez so good in the box? A little bit like Mo Salah. It's like time slows down. So there's never ever any panic. Stations puts it on a plate for for Ricketts and our camera guy Armando could have buried that. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy for Ricketts because. He missed that clear-cut opportunity the week before against FC Dallas. So there's nothing simple, because that could be a player that you're in your own head on that as well. But that time, he just, like... It it wasn't a clean hit. He just got his body in front of it and directed it. (laughs) But that's all you need to do, Terry. It's funny you bring
1: up uh, the the opportunity against Dallas that he missed. It was off the Vasquez header. And and he kind of overthought it. It was tentative. And maybe he learned from his lessons. But it was the pass of Vasquez that that almost made the run. And and it was like Vasquez
0: banked it off of him. Dude, I, I love that pass. Because on both of those goals, the ball was played to Javinko finding that pocket of space in between the defense and the midfield with Will Trapp not there like there was so much space for Javinko in that area and I don't think they took advantage of it quite enough but on those two occasions on the penalty given and on that goal Javinko found the exact same pocket of space great
1: point Reid Trap. I I think that makes sense too also the score line I think at that point starts to play a role in it that the Columbus is one nil down they're chasing the game a little bit more the game opens up and, and as we saw in 2017. That's where TFC are so dangerous, right? And
0: TFC wants to play that way. They want to have Javinko coming to the ball in a position like that. Have a player coming over the top and having Vasquez play off Javinko. Like it's, 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 it's it's basically football one on one keep on creating those triangles and those are sorts of triangles that you want and you're missing it to to a certain degree with Jose Altidore being the the missing part of the equation yeah you miss his runs in depth and his
1: presence up top and sometimes that just creates space for Javinko. but you've got to earn the right to play this way you've you've got to be in games and and you can't concede first because then all of a sudden you're chasing games and the way you play and your style does change but if, if TFC score first and dominate possessions moments like like these will just keep coming up and up and up
0: it's a 2-0 halftime lead for Toronto FC looking rather comfortable and th- what were the talking points heading into this game and every game first 15 minutes of the first half first 15 minutes of the second half and in the first 50 minutes of the second half TFC made it two nothing and you're like okay they're off in a way they've got through those potentially troubling areas well at least troubling areas this season
1: it's almost like a sigh of relief in the yes. changing room at halftime like okay yes we're in the position we should be in. Uh, by no means do TFC disrespect Columbus. They know they need to go and put a big second half in. But, yeah, it's, it's, that's a great point. It's, it's We've ticked those objectives all of a sudden, and, and we're not chasing our tails at halftime. I thought Greg Vanny made a great change uh, due to Jonathan Azorio. He went to 3-5-2, left the back four, and and I thought that really – changed the game, and, and all of a sudden Chapman and Vasquez uh, were able to get into the faces of, of the two holding midfielders for Columbus, and TFC looked way more connected. I, I think TFC have to go back to that 3-5-2. Yeah. It, that, and I, been, I hate there's... to talk about tactics, but they're so comfortable in that shape. I,
0: I, I'm with you. It suits the personnel. It's, it's almost that crutch right now that when you go through difficult times, you need to stick with it. The head of the coaching staff is very intelligent and they're always thinking ahead and they you know game plans, how to break down each and every team. Right now, I think that they're in a position position where they just need to do what they do best. Yeah. No, back to basics, it, right?
1: Yeah. Go back to what you're comfortable with and, and, and probably. What they're thinking right now is you can't play Michael and Liam Fraser together in the middle of the park. We have to have Michael on the pitch, so he's having to cover for injured players at fullback. So you can't have Michael and Liam in the middle. Um, so so I, th- I think that dynamics playing a role. Uh, but but I, th- I think Michael
0: Bradley's needed higher up the pitch. A hundred percent. We'll get to Bradley in a moment, but first a little history, courtesy of Sebastian Javinko and in style. Um, you say this every time, you cannot foul a TFC player anywhere near on top of the box or you're asking for it. It might not get you the first time, maybe not the second time, but the third time it will. Javinko, a sensational free kick, top cheddar, and it made for... Made Javinko the fastest player in MLS history to 100 points. Well, they call them 100 points here. Combined goals and assists in Major League Soccer. uh, In 95 games, 58 goals, 42 assists. uh, (laughs) It's it's fair play, eh? Give him what what he wants. You you read it. You read it. You're like, okay. But when you say it out loud, you're like, what?
1: 100 points in 95 games. Oh another yeah. another player close to the 100 club as well another 100 appearances for TFC yeah. Century Club which is great we did <laughs> for the first 8 years We maybe at Ashton but it just shows the continuity as well but I, I remember do you remember a player called Ricky Lambert I do I think he got a cap or two for England yep. ended up taking Sevampton. Southampton to the yep. Premier League got his big move back to Liverpool I remember playing against him in the Football League and he was with all due respect okay his profile was a little bit different to Javinko's he was six foot three and looked He's like he, huge. he looked like he he just walked out of the pub every time hey he me played. and your boy Grant
0: Holt. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: He's he my roommate for a bit. But anyway, uh, Ricky Lambert, whenever we played against him... Managers would say you cannot give away a free kick in and around the box, or you're going to be punished. And I, I think that has to be the mo for, for TFC and Jovinko. And he was close against Dallas in I think the first 10 minutes. Uh, Gonzalez made a good save. Kempin, the Columbus keeper, made the free kick look even
0: better. I know it was already <laughs> in the back of the net when poor he poor guy. <laughs> He's like, here's a big shot. no <laughs> Zach Steffen. Ugh. <laughs> so three nothing Toronto FC. 57th minute. They're coming home with Can the I full go? three points, Can I turn right? Can I leave the podcast now. <laughs> uh, well, we'll give you a note clause here because when we come back, we'll explain to you what happened next, which was nothing short of a disaster and a massive disappointment on Saturday night in Columbus. We'll also look ahead to Friday night in Philadelphia. All that coming up. Wheeler and Dunfield with you. This is come on, you Reds. Telfer could have
1: done a little bit more to block the run of Zardes. For me, that's one of the the sort of. Downfalls of zonal marking is is strikers can really get a run at you, and and I think I think Telfer's got to block the run. Bradley's is is challenging from a standing still spot, and and you've got to give credit to Zardes; it was a very good header.
0: That's a backbreaker. TFC didn't concede off set pieces last year, like they didn't. And look, it was a wonderfully taken corner kick because it kept Bono on his line. And it forced a decision to be made by the defenders. You cannot have a player, an athletic player like Zarda, as their leading scorer, make a run on that ball unabated. Like no one touched him, Terry. Like he needs to have to work through traffic. There was no disturbance. He didn't have to go to his left. He didn't have to go to his right. He went straight at that ball. Yeah. And and a proper striker is going to score that gold. What? Seven out of ten times? And especially as someone of his profile, athletic, good in the air. And I say seven out of ten because you still have work to do. Yeah. I still have to beat the goal, goalkeeper, pick the corner, what have you. But he can't run straight on a ball and have zero contact with any defender. Exactly. You know, I, I, I was a defender. Um, I take pride in that. And simply put, if I am one of those other players on the field, and this is where you really – recognized the loss of all of Toronto FC's defenders from last year, none of them being available, that these guys were accountable. They knew how to just pick up their men, knew how to feel out danger, knew what where it was going to come from. That team out there on the field, one, is a smaller group, and two, there was no communication of where the danger was going to come from. Yeah, I think that's a
1: good point. I don't think that goal happens with TFC's personnel last season. I, I think you lose um, the nuances of defending, the, the 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 smart side of it, the clever side of it, of just grabbing a player, blocking his run, stuff that, that experience brings, Drew Moore, Mavinga, uh, players like that that that, that know how to, 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 to block a run and make it difficult for strikers. It's a clear run in, and, and it's a good header. But And then at that point, all of a sudden you see the crew fans in the top Right-hand corner of your screen on TV, they start to go nuts. And all of a sudden, it's galvanized the Columbus crew, and they think, right, we're right back in it.
0: Still, that's a quiet building. It's half empty or half full, no matter what you want to do. Uh, like, for TFC's goals, you, you heard screaming, ah, like, like, there was no
1: atmosphere in you, that place. I thought after that first goal, that was the first time you heard the crew fans.
0: Still at 3-1. You think, was, okay, 20-plus minutes to go. You can see this. It, it, what, the problem isn't conceding the first goal. The problem is showing fragility giving up the next one. That's for, where For the me, I is. thought the first
1: one was because then really? now you know – uh, that the storms coming and and, and you're going to be under pressure and with with so many injuries players not used to playing with one another i think there's a little bit of fatigue with right with tfc right now after a short off season tons of traveling already no no Some excuses players players anymore out there are playing off? through stuff no i th- i th- i think at the, come the end of the game you, you know, players make poor decisions sometimes because they're tired.
0: And that's, and- that's what I was thinking. I, I just asked some people around the training group, they don't think fatigue comes into it. Yeah. They think the teams like, in, in terms of match fitness, like they're, the players who are playing they're there. I, that was the first thing that came to mind, my mind, because when you do make mistakes, it screams tired legs, tired mind, right? I'm I'm with you, and and it
1: might be, and I think tired mind could be one, I, and maybe it's not physically they're tired, and and they're training and they're testing and on their heart rate monitors all week, everything looks great, but but soccer is not as black and white as that, and there are tangibles to it, and and but the biggest difference is is TFC do not have the personnel that they did last year back there, playing a system week in, week out, where players know what, what one another going to do. They don't have a ton of experience. And as soon as that first one went in, it was panic stations a little bit. And it was like TFC were hanging on for that final whistle. Whereas last season, when they were protecting one goal leads, right. teens would still be playing now and not have scored. There was no panic. They, they absorb pressure. And, and then, if anything, they look like scoring TFC. At, at,
0: at the same time, Vanny did bring on experienced players. Delgado and Haglin to help see out the game, okay, so uh and these guys might not be at a hundred percent again, I don't think it's an excuse anymore. you're up two goals away from home, and again, Greg Bearhalter's throwing it all in the mixer, he's just searching for something you got to be able to stem that tide. you just gotta find a way to dig in, grind out results, and this is where and, and it's it's you can get through a match here or there without your top defenders. A run of games. This is when it starts catching up to you. I've been consistent on this. No Drew Moore, no Mavinga, no Zavaleta, no Haglund from the start. No Betashore and no Moro. Those are the six defenders that played the most for you last year. And while guys like Altidore and Javinko and Vasquez right and Bradley rightfully get the headlines and did a whole lot for this team last year, you got to respect the backbone of this team defensively. They were incredible all year. And you look on the field, and you have one or none of those players available. I think that that shows you a big difference from where the team was at last year to where they are now. Never mind all all, uh, injuries have played a part why they're not here, but never mind any other excuse. That personnel helped Toronto FC be that championship-winning team last year.
1: Spot on. Uh, And uh, I, I think... Last year, too, with that unit and teams had to work really hard to yeah. break TFC down. There was no cheap goals. There was never compounded mistakes. And I, I think we saw in all three goals, especially the 3-2 the goal and 3-3 three, three goal, there were compounded mistakes on each
0: action. Each one of those defenders I listed who weren't out there, they bring a level of experience, uh, knowledge of MLS play, athleticism there was good balance among this group and i'm I'm not picking on the individuals that are playing across the back line right now so much as the mix yeah sometimes you just need to get that right balance right terry like over your career you played with good players along the back line that as a unit they struggled from time to time and I think that right now when you're mixing and matching you you're you're trying to paper over some of the cracks it makes it very difficult to find one group of four or five players that can get the job done yes and it's hard in a salary cap league you
1: can't just go out and and bring in three or four new players uh different players playing with different players players are coming back from injury then getting injured again so the personnel keeps changing it's a back three then it's a back four I I think Greg changed the system to try and, and adapt to the conditions maybe three or four times within within the game started as a back four went to a three then to a four and it was just right. really panicky what what i will say though is, is in this run of games where it has been difficult in the league you've seen which young players Can step up and it's difficult times for Liam Fraser to be coming into the team Ryan Telfer Jay Chapman but with good experienced players around them I think you've got good solid MLS experience good good MLS players but when you put them all out there together it's tough it it really is especially against a good Columbus team but but if you look at goal two and three for Columbus they were awful goals. yeah
0: this is if you're beating if you're getting beaten by worldies really well manufactured that's what, that's goals. That's what last season was. Yeah, then, then that's fine. You you lick your wounds, but a lot of these have been self-inflicted against FC Dallas the week before. Go down the list. Look at the goals that TFC's conceded in recent weeks. There's been very few of them. You're like, oof, well beaten there. Nothing you could do. Yeah. Like a lot of these are goals you're just kicking yourself saying, I can't believe I conceded. And, and the second goal is very much the same. Another set piece, Terry. Ball played over the top. Fraser can't stay with his man. Ball centered. Bradley just a little bit off balance. Instead of just clearing it out first first time, takes a touch. Puts it on a platter from Cornally. Bono's not tight enough to his post. I think the goalkeeper could have done better as well. And the ball's in the back of the net. Like, the ball was being ushered in that direction. If you're Bono, if you're beaten to your left through the crowd, then... Okay, but being beaten near post, that's another tough one. So there was multiple mistakes on that and it's not just Bono, it's not just Bradley, it's not just Fraser. It's a collective. They were unable to recover to potential trouble inside
1: their own area. Yeah, the error's compounded and, and it comes from a pretty straight free kick. I thought it was a clever one from Higuaín. Very K- good free he, kick. He, he I love the directness in a dangerous area in behind Liam Fraser. Liam Fraser's body shape's all wrong. He loses a fast first header. Ball's put back across. Michael should just clear it. Uh, for me, that's a mistake you make when you're just a little bit tired. Uh, takes a risk that he doesn't need to. Should have put it in rosette. It's easy to say that now. And then, and then I think you're being a touch harsh on uh, Alex Bono. Maybe his positioning he was a little bit deep. He could have been off his line a, you know that a little no bit. No
0: goalkeeper will like a goal given up near post the way that it was. No, but Cornelli, I, I, I think, slid I think he gambles
1: on Bradley's touch. It's a it's, it's a it's a good finish from the substitute who just came on and And now, all of a sudden it's it's three two and, and t f c need to see off another ten minutes and at, at this point unfortunately, it really was panic stations
0: right uh, and then just a dreadful back pass i think it was Did you think, Band- but, but Vanderbilt. just before the but
1: before, no it was delgado
0: but just before
1: that awful hits the crossbar yes and that that was to go three three Comes and down yet, that left hand side yeah, and- yeah, just sort of slice through t f c s two banks of whatever it was at that point, hits a crossbar, and you're like, right, TFC, maybe get out of jail here. And then the third goal comes a couple of minutes later.
0: Yeah. I Look, Bono's been great. And it's, again, it's not just all on him. It just I know that he won't like a goal that was within his reach. Like, it's, it's right there beside him. So the second goal, you're the, on second tilt, goal the second yeah. goal. The third goal, I, a, a poor back pass that misses Bradley. Everyone's in recovery mode. But then Zardes is, is, is on the run. There are three or four defenders back there. I don't like how Jason Hernandez went to ground. And then Michael Bradley came in, in a player that's absolutely tied up. is either going to take a shot from a poor angle or get nothing out of it at all. There's four TFC defenders back in that play. Everyone was well defended. Bradley leaves his foot in. That was a tired challenge to me, Terry. That was a tired challenge. And you can't even argue about the penalty. Yeah. You can't. uh, See, as you described it there, a how, many, yeah, collection how many mistakes of are you yes.
1: talking about here? And eventually, if you keep making mistakes, you are going to be punished. And I think, first of all, it starts off with Marky Delgado. He's on halfway, right on the corner, Was that the right back on the pass? side of the pitch, before pass. the back pass. I think there you need to be clever. Columbus are pushing to get that ball back. They've got five minutes to find an equalizer. Wait for the contact to come, draw a foul, and manage the game. Instead, he tries to play it to Bradley. Bradley's spacing isn't quite good. It goes in behind him. Then Nicky Hagelin has a chance to clear it. He gets his feet all wrong, sort of scuffs it to the side of the goal. And then... Zardes is going nowhere. His back's to goal. He's, he's going towards the, the corner flag. Yeah. There's n- you don't even need to win the ball there. Just nope. usher him. Keep him going that way. Even if you concede a corner kick off of him, him trying to cross it in, it's not the end of the world. And, and Michael, I don't know whether he tries to atone for... Is the, the the second goal where he where he takes a touch and he shouldn't have tries to do too
0: much and as you said it's clear as day penalty he's one player like for Michael and and look you're gonna be criticized when you're any player whether you're a top player whether you're the captain or player number eighteen in the team if you know your mistakes help lead to goals and Michael knows Michael knows that that's not him um, and that tells me that it's tired mind like I, we haven't seen that. I can't, my God, what was the last time we saw him, um, a snake like that by, by Bradley? Never mind the touch on the second goal or or the man jumping over his back on the first goal. It was just that decision to stick in a challenge in a dangerous area. You're just asking for trouble, right? That's a mental error.
1: It is. And he knows he should have stood yeah, up. Right. And the ball probably should never have even gotten that far. Uh, but But he knows he can do better. It was kind of interesting. The team came back from Columbus on Sunday. I was up here running a training session with the under-14s, and uh, the team comes in. They do a cool down in the hot tubs and cold tubs and uh, just preparing for Philadelphia on Friday. Uh, and then the team, most of the team have Monday off. So all the team do their cool down, diligent, professional, a few heads down. Um, it, it's not easy to draw in that fashion, but it was interesting. Michael Bradley was in the gym on his own for an hour yep. uh, just – Going through a gym circuit, he probably doesn't need the weight circuit, but the fact that he's in there is more him just regrouping, getting Columbus out of his system, and I'm sure he'll be ready to go against Philadelphia. He's a
0: consummate pro, of course he'll bounce back, but again, it's not the only one. Like there were, there were mistakes that were compounded, just those critical moments, or when Bradley was around the ball. So you look at him, he's so noticeable on the field with the bald head. No, <laughs> he is. Like <laughs> but every time that you watch, there's certain players that your eyes are drawn to, for whatever reason. Because and he always one has the ball. <laughs> and he always has the ball, right. Or, or he's always around the ball. And, so, and
1: everything goes through him. And it, it was almost remis, reminiscent of, of a Bradley performance in 2016, where because we were missing so many top players, Maybe he was trying to do a little bit too much as well rather than just kind of looking after his game. And and I've been there as well. When you try to put too many fires out, sometimes it takes away from your own game. But one of the moments when we talk about mistakes when I was watching the game was – Liam Fraser won the ball at the edge of his box once. Javinko looked as though he was going to run in behind. Fraser plays a long ball in behind. There's no way Javinko in the last 10 minutes of the game, he's gassed. He's right. finished. He's going to run in behind. All Liam needed to do was play into Javinko's feet out wide, where he created that space. They don't connect. Good show. And then another attack comes. But these little moments weren't happening last season because the group of players had, had played together that much. They knew exactly... Yeah what their tendencies were where they wanted the ball and at whatever stage of the game might be and I, I think that that goes down to just the injuries the the lack of consistency in the side and and you know i think liam fraser next time they play i'm sure greg vaniel shown that on the video right. he connects there but if you keep making these small errors against a good columbus side albeit they're missing big players too it,
0: this is what's going to happen. Uh, Bono didn't move on the penalty. Uh, I know exactly why. He thought Iguain was going to go just right, right down Main Street. He thought it was going to be a Panaka. Yeah. He did, because like, he's done it so many times. So Bono didn't move. So if you're critical of I Bono... I said the then, exact same thing. Yeah, it's th- that's why, because yeah. Iguain does that so often. Yeah. Good on the penalty taker. Um, salt in the wound, though. He picked up a red card the week before, and that sending off was rec- suspension was rescinded, allowing him to play. Then he goes out and gets the equalizer. That, sets, that hurts a little, gets a little bit Gets the equalizer, more. sets up two goals. I know. Uh, he, he's always been like the TFC slayer. Uh, it's like, thanks, MLS. Thank uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? really. like, it's just... It, we might face the same thing with Bedoya this week in Philadelphia. So uh, I it's,
1: That's an interesting one. But I think in the end, though, to, to MLS, to MLS and, and to VAR and uh, Howard Webb and the disciplinary panel, uh, I think they got it right. I don't think it was a red card. Yeah. Um, so... There you go. I, that's okay. I, I I think he should have been. Playing. It's just
0: the way that it works. I'm just, I'm just, oh, just highlighting and, and, that you know that has to funny? be Wait,
1: How these things happen when and when you're near the times are tough and you're near the bottom of the league matters you more, just, and you just don't seem to get the breaks. No, nope.
0: you, you you just can't catch a catch a break. Three three the final, they get the point. I, watching at home, I mean, this one hurts the most. Up 3 0 in the second half. Like, this one hurts more than any other result this year. What was your tweet to me or a text? WTF? Yeah, I so said, what, what, ha- what happened? Ha- what happened? Are you kidding me? We're just We're so accustomed to seeing this team be clean and finish the job. You know, it's just, it, it's TFC in the last 15 minutes of games was by far, it wasn't even close, by far and away the most efficient team in yeah. terms of goals for, fewest goal conceded in MLS last year. I, I don't know if, it, I, I think there's a will there. I think there's a want. I think the
1: boys are hungry to get that point. I think there's a sharpness there, but, but I think you need to make collective decisions better. Okay. Uh, 3 3, TFC on 11 points. Uh, and I see, look, man, it's easy to say that, Sat here. You know, it, it is easy for us to say this, and and uh, I, th- I think the group have to say, look, we, we were great for an hour, and that's a positive you take out of it. I guess
0: you have to right now. Uh, the biggest difference, like, we're and- through 12 games, Terry. TFC's conceded 23 goals. Last year in 34 matches, they gave up 37. That is a massive swing, and it all starts defensively for this team. That's a
1: horrible start. I know. It,
0: it all starts. Good research, buddy. Th- it, all, it all starts defensively for me. You can talk about, you know, wasting chances. What's going it, The backbone of this Toronto FC team from last year isn't playing and you're seeing the repercussions. You need to be a top defensive outfit in this league. Anyone that's followed this team for any period of time realizes that the turnaround in this franchise didn't just come with the designated players. It came in building from the back, and that's what they miss right now.
1: 100%, the spine of the
0: team. Yes, uh, we'll look at to Friday night in Philadelphia. A short high five, dumpster, waste bin, all that coming up. We learn Dunfield with you. This is Come On You Reds. We gotta get right into this. Wheeler and Dunfield with you because my good buddy Terry Dunfield cannot wait for his Dunfield dumpster this week. Who's going in? It's class. As soon as it happened, I wrote it into my phone. Okay. And
1: the staff at the airport that shift you on when you try to pick up your mum at the airport, oh, like so
0: outside, outside at arrivals. Uh-huh.
1: You've got thirty seconds to park there, and then I'm doing a lap around the pitch right it's horrible it just give us a sec to pick up my mom right. so my mom comes out I'm not there for her and I keep doing doggies around there they're that's worse right.
0: than parking attendants right well it, what you could do well, you don't is don't justify it no what I'm <laughs> saying you could not be one of those people pay your 10 bucks go into short term parking park like a human being greet her in the building and walk her across you're such a you're So such you, you want to be part of the cattle call out front I'm trying to beat the system you're trying to be cheap. <laughs> so that's what my mom said I didn't know that Dudfield was Scottish, by the way. Irish. Uh, okay. Okay, that's yours. That didn't play out as I thought. Well, that, no, thought that you are going to jump on it no, with me. I, 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 I was going to complain about the Whatever, yours that are waiting to try to save a dime uh, <laughs> Well played. No, um, I'm going to hammer yours here. I go now. in for regular like scans, like just for health wise and Maybe hospital. not. The CT scan room I was in yesterday, it was about like minus 15, and all you are in is a gown and your underwear, and you're already struggling. And I struggling. in, it was a whoop. Like, I don't know what shows on those scans, but it would have shown some significant shrinkage. But <laughs> Stop this when is to you're the point. are struggling already, <laughs> This is to the point. I'm in there. She's like, well, I can't find a vein. I'm like, yeah, because it's like <laughs> minus 15 in here. Right. I'm like, you got to warm up this building. Is Generally, CT, I have nice veins. Is, is a CT scan just for your head? Uh that would body. be the MRI, like the yeah. CTs. My my chest, my my, my pelvic area, right. my leg. Is that it loud sort of like an MRI machine? Not a little bit, not as loud, yeah. not as long, and nowhere near I as hate claustrophobic. Oh, the worst! Oh, aren't they? I didn't realize I was claustrophobic until right. my first MRI. MRI, woof, not fun at all. I don't want to invite you over to my apartment. Uh, <laughs> I happy, dear. You are like at the penthouse. You're overlooking like the city. It's airy. It's light. It's free. I uh, can't get away with anything. Terry, Philadelphia. Hey, good luck with um, your scans, by Thanks, way. buddy. We'll I'm sure everything will in be couple good. days. Uh, Friday night, Philadelphia. This um, Union team will be out at least at one key player. As Madu- Madunian is out, Harris uh, Madunian, the Bosnian central midfield player, mm. likes to pull the strings from a deeper-lying position. He's suspended after being sent off. Got into it with an official last week in the 3-1 loss to Atlanta United. Alejandro Bedoya, uh, at the time of taping, they're repealing his red card. We're not sure if he will be available. Some of these players will have played Tuesday night in the U.S. Open Cup. I jinxed TFC last week talking about context against Columbus, but the context is there for TFC again Friday night. Yeah, it's an interesting
1: one. The spine of their team could be missing. It all came from an incident in the Atlanta game. Uh, Martinez very good center forward gets in behind trusty uh homegrown player for philly kind of tackles him through his legs there's a little bit of a contact a penalty's given right on the penalty spot and then you don't really see it in your pictures bedoya must say something to the referee out of order or or there's there's, there's something that happens he's given a straight red and then Medjunin, the bosnian midfielder. He just has an absolute meltdown. And you know when footballers put their heads up against one another and do like the yeah. elk thing and push each other? I never really understood that. Uh, he tries to do that to the referee. He's given a yellow. And then he goes and does it again. He's given another yellow. Apparently he was spitting. Oh, he was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think he should be banned for more than just a game. I don't know what it was in the end. Uh, we, it's tough to
0: speculate on what happened with Bedoya because you can't really see it. Well, but... with or without Bedoya, like honestly, TFC sh- should be favored in this match away from home. And despite all that's happened, again, US Open Cup on Tuesday, we saw Philly May 4th at Bemo Field. They yeah. were at least one notch below TFC. Yeah. Reds won three no yeah. that night. And Philly, yeah. in fairness, wasn't even close. Yeah, with all due respect to Philly, they... They looked at – there's a big golfing class.
1: They looked – with all due respect to the USL, like a USL side almost. Um, They beat Richmond 5-0 on Tuesday night, so they'll come in with a little bit of confidence. They've been creating chances but struggling to score. Um, But, yeah, it'll be
0: interesting to see who comes in for – It's one of the teams that TFC is chasing. This is important to point out. They are seven points up on TFC, but TFC has two games in hand. But still, like, you know – they're in seventh place in the Eastern Conference. It's time to pick up points, and you need to beat these teams that are between you and a playoff spot.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't think-
0: care if it's home or away. They need a win. I, I,
1: I think Philly TFC have really had Philly's number of late, and Jim Curtin just must go to every press conference. He's quite he's quite entertaining. He seems like a a good guy to play for. Just like they can't stop Javinko, and, right. and Javinko just lights it up every time he plays against Philly. But what I will say is, at home they're decent. They're a different side to what they are away from home. They've only lost once to Orlando, uh, and they're going to have to do it without two of their key players potentially Potentially. um and it'll be i think tfc need to just concentrate on where they play they always match up well against philly and i i think when you're playing a team also not struggling they're struggling maybe a little bit it's a little bit of a six pointer there's seven points between the team is you need a good start and and those sons of ben fans in philly are awesome and and they can turn though if they're not playing well at home they can turn on you i've been there when it's right. happened so so i think if tfc can go out start the way they did in columbus it could potentially be another two or three niler.
0: yeah right my, my my hope um well the only two players not training before tfc leaves are mavinga and morgan so those two will be out Akeche might be a little bit off, but where he stands in the team right now, I mean, that that's another question altogether. What I hope, because two weeks ago, Justin Morrow told me that he was getting close. I think you need J-Mo back at left back. And then whether it's Hagelin, Vanderbilt, and Central Defense, and, and Oro outright, and you can break hopefully Zavaleta is not too far off. like you need to start getting that shape and you miss that left-sided defender so much I think JMO coming back could solve a lot of problems whether it's this week or next against DC United he just needs to get back in the team term. yeah
1: I'm not I don't think I'm giving away too much scoop but I but I sat out and, and watched training yesterday and the guys were at it they were they were kicking lumps out of one another there was tackles flying in and, and uh Justin Morrow he played on the left-hand side and he just looked a beast up and down, showed no signs of that injury. They whether missed him I, so much.
0: Remember, I, this guy was the second best, best defender in MLS, and he hasn't been playing. No. And, like and, and whether
1: he's up to starting, I don't know. Uh, but I think just him being back in and around the group, maybe 20 minutes at the end of the game, that'll be important. Nicky Hagelin trained this week. He He looks ready to go if need be. Uh, so,
0: so, so I think TFC are slowly and starting Vanderbilt to get I think Vanderbilt's better in the mid, in the middle, on that right side of the three than he is on the left. Like, yeah, I, I, bring I, him into that comfortable I, role I, where I, he did so well for a
1: time being, and that says to me, go, go back to a back three. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, and you've got less players sort of playing out of position. Yep. I think th- going forward, TFC look more connected. They look comfortable in that shape with that extra player in midfield. It's easier to switch that point across the pitch.
0: It, like my dream team, like. It, you know, obviously, I'm not sure about Zavaleta, but it's Moro back in the side with a back three of Hernandez, Haglin, Vanderveel, Oro across to make it a back five. Bradley with Azorio and Delgado in the midfield with Vasquez playing off Javinko up front. That, that's the best case scenario for me in that, terms of fitness, where the team's at. You have Hasler who'll be in contention like this your week. Team.
1: The only thing I would change is. I'd put Vasquez possibly into that midfield three, and I'd, I'd stick with Ricketts up top okay. alongside Jovinko. That's why I, I think they've got two. Okay, Trusty's got a little bit of athleticism, but they've got two sort of cumbersome center halves. Uh, Derek Jones, USL player, will probably come into midfield, athletic player, but I, I think there'll be a younger team, Philly, and eventually pockets will open up, so there'll be their space in behind for someone to run into or that space where TFC are so good just playing in gaps in front of the Philly back four
0: good stuff buddy uh, we were gonna do a high five but we're gonna park it until next week just because we're out of time we're gonna pick our World Cup favorites okay and next we got it I've got mine we're gonna we'll save it till next week maybe something will happen you'll change your mind but next week a podcast before the World Cup That's a good point point. and we'll make sure that we put it out there and do, make our official picks Okay. Has your has yours changed with Sane out of the World Cup squad? I I'm, I'm Germany's not in my top five.
1: What have you been drinking? Germany <laughs> is
0: not in my top five. I'll explain why next week. Leave us on a cliffhanger. I like not, it. And my big my my so biggest spoiler. Give a second, why are my, they not? No, my, my big my, don't make me wait. Why are Germany not in your top five? My biggest spoiler is Argentina's not going to get out of the group. Why so are Germany not team. in the top five? They're just. I, I, they're missing a lot of players that helped them go on to win that World Cup in 2014. I wasn't all that impressed in 2016, and I really questioned the makeup of the team. I do. I, I just don't think. I, I think they've got a, a lot of good young players. I don't think they're good enough to win this tournament. Renata, can we please clip that line, clip it. and clip it. then we'll maybe
1: replay that. You in five how good, weeks.
0: you got a good like Lom, Schweinsteiger, <laughs> like how good the, Boateng's hurt right now? Who's playing up front? Who's going to provide you the goals like Klosa? Mario Götze was good last tournament. I mean, you're yeah, uh, gonna have to wait till the next. Podcast. I just, I'm, 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 Leroy Sane, him not making the team is insanity. It shows the way uh, that they're gonna play. They don't play like Man City. Yeah, that's I a, don't mind. Yeah, it. And they're not gonna I play, play good enough to like win the World the Cup. All right. He is Terry Dunfield at Terry underscore Dunfield. I am Gareth Wheeler at Wheeler TSN. It's TFC Philadelphia Union seven thirty on Friday night. You can watch on TSN. Listen on TSN ten fifty. And this is Bean. Come on, you Reds.